Welcome to Pre-Snap Podcast, presented by LineStar App. Here's your host, Casey Bubba and Scott Bogman. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Pre-Snap Podcast. New tune, same show, I promise. Uh, you guys check them out on Twitter at LineStar App and at LineStar NFL. And make sure you download the app in the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. Everything you need in the palm of your hands to build your winning DFS labs for all the sports, for all the websites, for all the fun stuff and things. You can find myself on Twitter at BDNTrick and my co-host, as always, on Twitter at Bogman Sports. How you doing, my friend? It's been it's been too long. I know. Uh, you know, no baseball this week anymore for us. So now we're only three times a week instead of five. So uh, it felt weird on a Sunday night without talking to my boy Bubba, but we got through it. And we're here to talk some football, uh, you know, uh, where it, it there is some thunderstorms in my area. But since I'm inside under a roof, we're OK to do this show. You, you don't have the horizontal lightning that apparently comes in in L.A. these days. You no, it's, I mean, I have windows, right? Like a normal yeah. person. But uh, yeah, I'm not afraid of the lightning coming in through the side. So nothing like bu- building a billion dollar, multi-billion dollar stadium and still having five billion dollar stadium. As Bob would tell me, if you were watching on the Line Star YouTube channel, you would have saw that. But uh, five billion dollar stadium and you still have a threat of a lightning delay. That is impressive stuff, folks. That's like next level. <laughs> you would think this was the Raiders stadium in Oakland, but it wasn't. Yeah, it is SoFi Stadium. This is crazy. The one where sewage literally backed up and they're like, we're fine. We're good. It's Keep playing. Fine. Yeah. E-, e-, e coli, Ebola, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Anything that starts with an E, we're fine. So, uh, yeah, I, I just thought that was funny. But, uh, you know, I guess it is open on the sides and all that stuff. So they have a, they had a lightning delay for a dome. First I've ever seen. But well, yeah. you know what it really was? It was the Mannings telling ESPN, hey, we're better than the other broadcasts. We should be on TV. <laughs> well, you know what the worst part about that was that this was the first week without the Mannings, and then we had that extra rain delay. Who would have who wouldn't have loved 45 extra minutes of awesome. Peyton and Eli? That would have been they, great. Either one of them could have went in their Rolodex real quick and goes, Hey, who can we get as a last minute guest? Oh, For imagine sure. what they could have done. Like so hundred percent. That would have been so much fun. Like beautiful, they could have killed so much beautiful airtime, but no, we were stuck with Susie Culber and um, the rest of the crew <laughs> that just kept falling on each other. It was great. And until I, before I keep falling on myself, we're gonna start recapping your week four <laughs> of NFL action, which was an absolute doozy. It's like I feel like a broken record saying it every week. Going, man, what happened this week? It's, like, it's always something in the NFL. <laughs> and like this week, I guess was a little more the norm than usual, but still a lot of. The Jets won for any given Sunday. The Jets won. We'll get to that. But it's like that just shows you football, baby. Football. Mm -hmm. Let's start Thursday night, though. Jaguars, Bengals. Bengals win it 24 to 21 last second there. The Jags had a big lead. This was before Urban Meyer went full Urban Meyer. Don't ever go full (laughs) Urban Meyer. But uh, Bengals win 24-21. Joe Burrow is looking efficient. We kind of talked about it on, um, on, on the show last week that He's starting to be so efficient. I call him like Russell Wilson light right now. It's impressive. He's looking healthy. I'm loving what they're doing here um, it, with, with the, the Bengals. Yeah, CJ Uzama uh, got involved this week too. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like we might be down Joe Mixon for a couple weeks. And uh, Samaji P. Ryan and Chris Evans are going to be uh, mixed in a little bit uh, here. So that's unfortunate. But uh, we'll see uh, what comes of it. Uh, Chase and Boyd were great, and Higgins should be back at practice this week, so could be even more Joe Burrow. On the Jacksonville side, of course, like you said, 
no adjustments in the second half at all is how you lose a game like this when you're up so big as Jacksonville was. But James Robinson is the solo guy now. We'd love to see that. Uh, Trevor Lawrence actually uh, looked pretty decent in this game. 17 of 24, 204 yards, didn't throw a pick, and had some nice runs at an RPO and scored a touchdown. Uh, LaVisca Chenault stepped up after DJ Chark went down. Uh, so that was nice to see Marvin Jones kind of quiet here. And we saw well, it was a weird. weird. Mix. Like he did it all in like the first quarter. Then he disappeared. Right. Just, and, and that wasn't much, you know, three for 24 for Marvin Jones is not much at all. So uh, just a, a weird game. And then we had all kinds of other weird targets. Dan Arnold was super involved immediately after being traded uh, like five days before Jamal Agnew got in on that a- action. Tavon Austin got in on that action. So, uh, lots of guys spacing out DJ Chark and pretty much all of Marvin Jones' receptions as well. Yeah, no, that that was an interesting one. But, but the bottom line, we keep saying it every week, give James Robinson the ball. They gave James Robinson the ball. So he still got it. So and they had a chance to purposes, win. Yeah, it, that was beautiful. And I guess Trevor Lawrence looked a little better, like he's making strides in the right direction. Still got a ways to go, I think. So we'll see how that keeps playing out. Washington at Atlanta. Talk about a barn burner. 34-30. The Washington football team heads into Atlanta, gets the dub. Heineke throws for 290 and three scores. Gibson gets the job done on the ground. McKissick through the air. T-Mac is uh, unstoppable, as we talk about every week. Curtis Samuel made his debut, four for 19. That was a big one. On the flip side, Matty Ryan, four touchdowns. Cordero Patterson, yep. That was, uh, I played him in, eight. DFS was beautiful for that regard, but Patterson and Ridley got theirs. Pitts is coming. That's all I'm going to say. Pitts is coming sooner than later. What do you got on this game? I mean, I hate Mike Davis. I am so sick of him. You know, um, 13 rushes for 14 yards. Uh, I I mean, I fortunately don't have that many because I, even though I recommended him and I wanted him, I was taking running back so early. He wasn't in the group of running backs I would get. So I only think I have one share, but Cordero Patterson, uh, you know, he scored three touchdowns and it was on like 21 snaps. It it was, uh, it was incredible performance and Gallman had six carries in this game. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Gallman uh, start getting snaps over Mike Davis. If he's going to be this incredibly ineffective, I'm with you on Pitts. I think he's coming soon, but Patterson continues to be the, the fantasy man in Atlanta. So uh, make him Matt Ryan. Okay. So that's nice. Yeah. Um, yeah nine targets for Pitts was good. And they should, uh, it was Matt, Matt Ryan was actually throwing the ball on the field this game. So maybe there's right. that, that'll help things out. And the Patterson thing is I, I, when I was working on an article last week, I noticed it looking into uh, his workload, one would say. And yes, it was only 21 snaps. He's only played about 30% of the snaps each week, but when he's in, they scheme to get him the football. That's the crazy thing. He's got like six targets in every game or something like yeah. that. Six or seven targets. Um, so they're trying to make a point to get him the ball when he's in the well, game. It's, it's just going to be, if they keep being that predictable, it's just going to be, all right, put two guys on Patterson. He's in the game, True. you know? True. Um, so they got to start. I feel like he's got to start getting more snaps because it's going to become too predictable. True. I think you're Very absolutely true. right about that. Um, on the Washington side, Heineke was pretty good in this game, but it is the Atlanta defense. I'm still I'm not worried about Gibson because the dude doesn't need 20 touches. Um, but I mean, he got 15 again or 16 again, uh, under 20 and they had a tough time beating Atlanta and the defense just is not looking good. Another no. 30 point, you know, 30 points that they give up here is not great. T Mac, like you said, is just unstoppable. Two more touchdowns. 
and McKissick really stepped up after Logan Thomas went down. So none of the other wide receivers really made that step. Curtis Samuel could next week. He was limited in snaps coming off the IR this week. But uh looks like McKissick is their guy with Logan Thomas down. Yeah, it's still like we say, like a broken record. It's so frustrating that they've only used McKissick. Like a lot of those two-minute drills where Gibson could easily do it, he yeah. kept feasting, feasting on those drills. Like it was crazy. All right, Buffalo, Houston. We both said it on the pick show. Minus 17 and a half is such a big number, but we both took Buffalo saying they're going to crush them. 40 to nothing, Bogman. 40 to nothing. And Buffalo <laughs> had some of their big defenders sitting out this game. Because, like, I mean, Boyer and stuff, like, it's, it was bad. Uh, Houston won a game this year. Uh, I hope they enjoyed it because it ain't happening. I wonder if Meyer's going to bars in Ohio. It's that bad. Yeah. I mean, dude, uh, Houston is terrible. Yeah. They're the team that beat Jacksonville, right? Um, Mills just looked awful. He was completely overwhelmed in this game 11 for 21, 87 yards and four interceptions. I mean, that's just disgusting. You know, uh, they had nothing in the running game. Even Brandon Cooks, who had seven targets, five catches for 47, was held under 10 points. You know, we said before, Brandon Cooks is the only viable Texan you can own. It might be nobody, actually. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. Uh, a little well, frustrated. They should, get, they should get Tyrod back, I think, in like two weeks. I mean, yeah, hopefully. That'll help. So. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you might just want to keep Davis Mills in there and get that number one overall pick, you know. Uh, I mean, of course, it would be the year that who knows who the number one QB is. I was trying to think off the top of my head, like there's no quarterback standing out as the clear number one right now. Right, right. It was Rattler going in, Rattler and Howe, and they, you know. They don't look uh, great. Yeah, I mean, Rattler specifically doesn't look good. Howe has at least played a couple decent games. It could be. It could be Malik Willis, dude. It could be uh, Dylan Gabriel. Malik Cunningham um, out of Louisville. Just give me this guy oh, that could run all over the place. No way. <laughs> Hartman well, out of uh, Wake Forest. I mean, no. no I'm no. just throwing out names yeah. because it's that bad. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah, it's rough. And the, I mean, I know, too, because Pittsburgh's probably going to be looking for a quarterback in this draft. So I thought they were getting Aaron Rodgers. Looking. That's what all the reports said. Aaron Rodgers oh, going to Pittsburgh. Stop. Stop. <laughs> uh, Singletary and Zach Moss both uh, – splitting again is annoying. Uh, But, you know, Zach Moss is still the goal line guy. And, you know, I I looked and it wasn't, I thought, okay, maybe this is Singletary working all in the fourth quarter. It wasn't. They both split. He did have the last surge, but uh, Moss was getting carries the drive before him. So it wasn't like an all fourth quarter thing. Uh, Dawson Knox, huge game. Uh, Don't think it's going to happen again with the two touchdowns for him, but he's always going to be involved. And uh, Emmanuel Sanders is becoming the clear number two. And, uh, you know, Cole Beasley, two for 16. Yikes. Yeah, Dawson Knox took the Cole Beasley role. He did. That's he really did. Took place yeah. there. It was uh, the, the, all the reports. I love the athleticism from the guy because he can block, but also go out there <laughs> run the route. So it'll be interesting to see if that, that continues on there, to say the least. All right. Chicago Bears, they win 24-14 at home to the Detroit Lions. Justin Fields got the start, but did he really? Because they didn't really let him do a whole lot. Still threw for 209. No touchdowns. David Montgomery went nuts before he got hurt. I mentioned it on the DFS show. If if Fields starts, Mooney's his guy. Mooney had a big, big game. Something to keep an eye on there. And on the Lions side of things, yeah, it's it's still a headache, as it usually going to be with them. (laughs) Yeah, they're rough. And this is the first game that they weren't in. 
you know, because we were pretty excited about them in this game because they've been in in every game and Chicago looked so horrific last week, but um, Detroit had nothing on offense. I mean, uh, you know, Swift, who was supposed to get the run, had eight rushes for 16 yards and four catches for 33. Um, Jamal Williams didn't even get a target. Uh, they just didn't do much. So there wasn't much to take away on the Chicago, on the Detroit side. On the Chicago side, I mean, you know, you take play calling away from Matt Nagy and they win a game. So I like that. Uh, Dave Montgomery should get fed if he's okay, but probably going to be week to week. Damian Williams got banged up at the end of the game too. So uh, we might be going down the list to Khalil Herbert uh, for, for this week. So I, I Damian Williams should be okay, but, you know, it's never a guarantee. So. Uh, but Khalil Herbert could be involved anyway. Looks like Mooney is the guy uh, for Justin Fields, but I am not giving up on Allen Robinson yet. I just no, can't no, do it. No. He's made many loser quarterbacks look great, so uh, I'm expecting him to eventually do it. I know he doesn't want to be in Chicago, all that stuff, but he does want a big contract. So uh, let's see him. Let's see him go. I think we'll see it this week. And Andy Dalton's a quarterback next week, so who cares? Because um, <sighs> Matt Nagy likes to get fired. A fun one in Dallas. Panthers lose 28-36 to the Dallas Cowboys, but a lot of some garbage touchdowns there at the end for the Panthers. Still a very, very good football game overall on the Panthers' side. Darnold threw for 301, two touchdowns through the air, and two on the ground. Uh, DJ Moore is just an absolute monster. Absolute, just keep playing him every week. And then the Cowboys' Dak looked efficient. Four touchdowns with only 188 yards. Zeke looked like a freaking monster on the ground. And Dalton Schultz did it again. Did it again, folks. So what do you got on this game? Yeah, I was a little worried about Schultz because he fumbled uh, in that first mm-hmm. drive. And, I, and then Jarwin scored. And I was like, uh-oh, you know, did he just give his job away? Uh, I don't I don't know. But he didn't. He came back and scored a touchdown. Looked good. Uh, look, the talks of Zeke's demise were way overblown in this offseason, right? Uh, 20 for 143 and a touchdown, 7.2 yards per carry against Carolina, who had looked pretty damn good on defense up until this game. Uh, Cooper was great. I'm not worried about CeeDee Lamb, even a little bit. Uh, I know some people were. Uh, but CeeDee Lamb and Tony Pollard are the only guys that uh, touched the ball and didn't score because Zeke, Cooper, Schultz, Wilson, and Charwin all scored and Dak threw four touchdowns, obviously. So uh, Pollard and uh, Lamb, all the guys that didn't get in the end zone this week, but uh, you can't give a touchdown to everybody. Uh, as far as Carolina goes, like you said, I think DJ Moore and Debo Samuel are two wide receivers that are taking their ascension into the highest group, you know, yep. and that's what we're seeing uh, them do. And, you know, it's just, it doesn't matter who's on more. He torches them every single week. So, uh, and Trayvon Diggs playing some good corner. He leads the league in picks already yep. this year. So, um, but more just made him look silly. 11 targets for Robbie Anderson just didn't come down with the ball that much. So that's at least uh, something you can take away and say, okay, well, at least this is good. And, um, you know, Hubbard way over Royce Freeman. So uh, not particularly the best day for Hubbard, but uh, he was way, way more involved than Royce Freeman. And um, uh, who Rodney Smith, uh, five for 48, uh, was just a receiving back. So Yeah, that was the um, weird part. He was a receiving back, and Chuba was just a run, you know, not like the old days where you get both. So it was just kind right. of strange. <clears throat> yeah, they were kind of close in snaps, too. But um, I think once Chuba makes a couple explosive plays, I like Rodney Smith, by the way, Minnesota running back. I always like watching him in college, but um, he is always hurt. Uh, Chuba, 
who's a guy that was hurt in college too, but uh, Chuba track star, just super, super fast. So uh, just get the ball in his hands a couple times and usually he's going to pop one off. So uh, I'm, I'm not worried about him at all. Yeah, and the, and the CD Lamb thing, don't worry about it, because week one, they threw the ball like 57 times or something. <laughs> yeah. Over the last three games, they've thrown the ball like 70 total, like or something right. like that. They It's just they're playing Z- to their strengths for the matchup. It's that simple. They're they're playing – the Cowboys are playing smart football. That's yeah. all it is. Like, when they have to throw it, there's no – they have all the weapons in the world, but you got Zeke playing like Zeke. Pollard playing awesome. Why not run this the ball? This is why you give coaches two years, right? Because yeah. a lot of people – you know, I thought Mike McCarthy might get f- fired because – there there's no patience anymore um you know but i mean there's a difference between mike mccarthy who had won a super bowl before and a guy like urban meyer who has some coach in the nfl and also mike mccarthy didn't have off-field stuff so it's like urban meyer is punting right it's like he's punting on an nfl career already yeah he's doing something that's for sure (laughs) um colts at the uh, miami dolphins colts win 27 17 because the dolphins are dead dead dolphins uh, Carson Wentz throws for two touchdowns on 228. Jonathan Taylor goes up for a bucko three and a score. So that was good to see. Pittman got six catches. Mo Ali Cox, two touchdowns. And then on the Dolphins side of things, same thing happened again, Bogman. They go down and then they let Jacoby Reset throw the football and he runs him down the field and scores and does the same garbage program every same weekend. And I'm, I'm sick of it. So Jacecki uh, is becoming valuable, though. I'll tell you that much compared to week one. Other than that, though, it, it's painful. Yeah, look, I was doing the the teeth emoji face the whole time you were talking about it because I could hear the viciousness in your voice. Uh, but you're absolutely right; they will not let Brissett open up the offense. And I don't. What the hell's going on with the running backs? Is it Malcolm Brown? Is it Gaskin? I mean, it looks like it? it's Malcolm Brown the last few weeks. Like each week, it's grown towards him, and Gaskin's getting the short straw here. But it's like. The way they're running that offense, I don't even know what they want to do anymore. It makes no sense at all. Yeah, I, I get that. So that's got to be frustrating. Um, and, and then on the Colts side, look, you give the ball to your best player around 20 times and you win the game. So, uh, you know, uh, Taylor, 16 for 103 in a score, three for 11. Great job. Don't know why Marlon Mack got 10 carries, probably just because they were up by so much, you know, yeah, at probably. the end of the game. And, um, yeah, you know, uh, Mo Alley Cox, Jack Doyle missed this game. So yeah, don't, don't get too excited. Into the, yeah. Mo Alley Cox nonsense. So yeah, no. yeah. Rough game. I thought about you the whole time. I was like, come on dolphins. Let's go. What are it's, we doing? What I predicted. It's like, they just don't and then all of a sudden they let him go and he's, he can run the offense. Shocker. So it's like, Jesus idiots. <laughs> um, Browns at the Vikings. Browns went 14, seven. They asserted their defensive dominance. As you predicted on the pick show, you nailed that one. I thought this would be more of a shootout. And it started out. Both teams scored a touchdown on the opening drives, by the way, I was like, Oh, here we go. Game on. And then it was just back and forth, back and forth. Uh, Chubb ran for 100. Hunt ran for 70. Uh, and we saw Higgins have a day. Beck only had 227 at seven targets. He got missed on a couple big plays. So that's could have been a different ball game. Flip side, Cook got banged up again. Keep an eye on that. Justin Jefferson found the end zone. But overall, kind of a, a, a lackluster week of uh, action for the for the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, they, they let Dalvin Cook go but limited him. So, um, you know. I don't know even if Dalvin cooks at his best, if uh, he's, uh, he's obviously better, but I don't know how much better against this uh, Browns front four that is clicking right now. I mean, did you see, there was a play I posted, you know, we have an IDP room and ITL and I posted the, the miles Garrett. He just bull rushed the, the tackle. I think it's O'Neal. The guy just got paid by the way, just push him back. Like he was a rag doll. Like he was one of those instruction 
uh, padding things. You know what I mean? Like just pushed him back. Like he wasn't there. Like he was the, a like the uh, water bowl. The water boys holding the pad. Just got yeah. Ran over. Yeah, dude. It was unbelievable. This dude's a pro bowler. You know, Garrett's, he Garrett's run, ran beast, right over freak. him and it, 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 he is just unstoppable. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, frustrating day. You know, Kirk Cousins, not that great. Baker Mayfield, not that great. But this is how the, the Browns should be winning games. You don't yep. want Baker Mayfield throwing the ball 50 times. You want him throwing it somewhere between 20 and 30. This was 33 for 155, a bad day. But two touchdowns is all it took to win. So uh, they did it all right. And the frustrating part is Nick Chubb ran for over 100, but Kareem Hunt got the one-yard touchdown run. So <laughs> that's always one of those where you're just like, you've got to be I kidding mean, me. That happened to Fournette, too. On oh, yeah. Night, so if we're comparing Fournette to Chubb, then we know. Yeah, well, um, I'm just saying, one guy I got know. all the work. The other guy got the I touchdown, know. you jerk. I know. It's like Coach Kilmer and his, um, yeah. Um, New York Giants and the New Orleans Saints. Giants win in overtime, 27-21. Danny Dimes throws for over 400 yards and two scores. Saquon Barkley, 52 on the ground and a score, plus five for 74 and a score. Bogman, I pictured just running. Well, I didn't picture it because it would have been rough to picture, but I pictured he was running around celebrating. Let's put it that way. In his yeah. house because Saquon went nuts. But Kenny Galladay sighting, your boy Tony had a ball game. And on the Saints side of things, Kamara ran great, just didn't find the end zone because Taysom Hill got two touchdowns. Fun. <laughs> speaking of vultures i mean it was the week of the vulture yeah I, I totally forgot about Taysom run run those two in so uh but at least he also was two for three with a pick so uh great showing from Taysom hill just exactly what you want right so uh let's throw a pick with him but he also gets the two touchdowns what are you doing sean payton um yeah look uh i if i did exercise and run i would take a victory lap for saquon barkley so uh, Maybe you kinda, went and got an extra water burger to celebrate. Let's put that. That's out. right. That's right. Exactly. So it is right down the street from me. Uh, <laughs> Kenny Galladay. Uh, I love com- coming back in and, you know, start. I started a victory lap that a little bit too, but then Welsh reminded me that certainly Shepard still does exist. Yes. And we'll and take Slayton was away. out too. Two guys were out. I understand. Uh, but uh, you look, Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay is the dude they paid. So you want him get building a big rapport. This is the opposite of what we saw with Mayfield and uh, OBJ this week. Although last week that looked good. Uh, Love seeing Tony get involved, but, uh, and John Ross still alive. So uh, that was nice to see. It was frustrating to see Evan Ingram because we both like him get five for 27, you know, it's just nothing to show for it like that's yeah. the frustrating part gotta break a tackle gotta get downfield i don't know maybe maybe he just doesn't have it uh right now but uh that was frustrating but yeah i mean look this giants offense with the offensive line playing a little bit better now saquon all the way healthy a 57 to 7 he outsnapped booker right so um uh, shepherd and slayton coming back this might be a pretty damn dangerous team on offense the Giants. so uh and they're not they're not terrible on defense either. So, uh, you know, they can make a little noise. They look way better and more confident than Philly right now. I'll say that. So, um, and, uh, I mean, it's been all downhill for the saints since week one. I don't know what the hell's going on over there. The only guy you can count on is Camara. Yeah. Camara. I love seeing him getting 20 plus touches, but they're not really using him in the passing game, which is weird. And then Taysom Hill's getting the goal line touchdowns. The big Camara game is coming though. It's coming. If they keep letting him touch the ball like this, he's gonna start breaking some. So, uh, be prepared for that. Titans at the Jets. Jets win 27 24. 
Um, and the Titans were lucky to force overtime. Let's put it that way. They scored late to tie it up at 24. The Jets were in control of this football game. These words are hard to come out of my mouth. Trust me. But uh, no Julio Jones, no A.J. Brown. But Henry ran wild, as we expected, for 157 in the score. Nichols was the lead pass catcher out of the backfield with 8 for 74 on 12 targets. Chester Rogers, Josh Reynolds. Not what you wrote up if you're a Titans fan, but it's what you get with your big boys out. And um, give give Zach Wilson credit. He got the job done. Almost threw for 300 and two scores. Yeah. Um, Zach Wilson can throw the ball. I mean, uh, it, it's not all going to be interceptions for him the whole year. And uh, guys started to come down with the ball. I think, uh, you know, uh, they they were without some hands with Jameson Crowder out. Crowder's back. They win a game. So yep. he's a big part of that offense and, um, you know, clears out a lot too. So I, I just, I was happy to see him get involved. Uh, the Titans just seem to play up or down to their competition every week. Outside of week one, they got crushed by Arizona. But other than that, um, they've been they've been close games. They were kind of close against uh, Indy, even though they won that game. You know, they had to go to overtime uh, to beat Seattle. So they've been in two overtime games here. Um, yeah, Tannehill was great. I mean, Derrick Henry continues to be the man. I thought Westbrook, and he's had the most snaps, just in eight targets but three catches so uh, just not great for him uh, they need aj brown and julio yep. back in the worst way um on the jet side i mean i i love the fact that carter got a touchdown and most of the carries but he had 13 for 38 2.9 yards per so that's yep. terrible because the titans defense is not good so um i i would expect him to be better but Corey davis back to a big week like i said nine targets led the team in his first game with um uh i almost said sam darnold zach wilson um for Jamison Crowder. So he's going to be a guy you can pick up off the wire and start DFS. So I'm excited about him. Yep. Should be a fun one. Chiefs at the Eagles and the Chiefs did what we thought the Chiefs would do. <laughs> Put the beat down on, showed a little anger there. Went 42 to 30. Mahomes throws for 278 and five touchdowns. <laughs> Elaire, another 100 on the ground. Tyreek went bonkers for 11 for 186 and three scores. Kelsey only had four for 23 on six targets, but I'm not worried about that one bit. Flip side, Jalen Hurts almost throws. He throws for 387 and two touchdowns. Ran for 47 as well. He looked good. Uh, Smith had a big game. It just wasn't enough to keep up with an angry Chiefs team. Yeah, I mean, they, they like you said, they flex their muscles. And I'm not worried about Kelsey not having a big game. Everything went to Tyreek and Clyde Edwards-Alaire and five touchdowns for uh, Patty Mahomes. I mean, Fortson caught a touchdown here. You know, Clyde Edwards, Alaire caught one, and then everything else went to Tyreek. So uh, this was just, uh, you know, uh, Pat and Tyreek are going to beat you. That's exactly what happened uh, for the Eagles. I was happy with how Jalen Hurts looked, and I know this Chiefs defense has looked terrible, and that seems like it's also going to play two overs more than it w did last year because the defense has been bad the whole month. So. Uh, the whole month that we've had already in the NFL. So we'll see if it continues to be bad or if they can make improvements, but I wouldn't count on it. Hate that Miles Sanders got nothing in this game again, and Gainwell was flat out better than him, yep. you know? Uh, so that is going to may flip time because this is a new coaching staff in Philly. They don't own my, owe Miles Sanders anything. Yep. So if Gainwell's going to be playing better, he might get more of the run. So we'll see this week. Uh, really glad the Slim Reaper. I came back and played well, 10 for seven and 122. He's going to be huge this year. Yeah. So uh, excited about that. I mean, Rager continues to just be a disappointment. Big you time know, disappointment. Got a lot of off-season hype, too. Just has not paid off. 
Yep, pretty disappointing there. What wasn't disappointing, the Cardinals go into SoFi when 37 to 20 shocked me. So I thought the Rams were going to take this game, not because the Cardinals are bad, just because I thought the Rams were better. But uh, they go in and take care of business. Kyler Murray, a very efficient 24 for 32 for 268 and two scores. Chase Edmonds run for 120. Connors, two touchdowns. A.J. Green beasts out again. Every game he's had at least six targets this season. Um, he looks great. On the Rams side of things, uh, Stafford looked good, 282. Daryl Henderson looks awesome. Running game, yeah. passing game looks sweet. And then, uh, you know, they spread it out between Jefferson Cup and uh, and uh, Woods, given Cup had 13 targets compared to their six, but it ended up being very similar in the stat score. Yeah, um, I you know, this is one of those games, you mentioned it was, uh, you know, it was a weird week. This is kind of the first game where I was like, this is not something I saw within my realm of possibilities was the Cardinals putting up a ton of points on the Rams in LA with the run game. You know, yep. I just didn't see that happening. Connor ran for two, uh, 12 for 120 for Edmonds, 10 yards a clip. That's insane. I know he had a big one, a 54 yarder, but come on, you know, he had 11 other rushes outside of that. You can't stop him on one of those. So surprised about that. Hopkins was banged up and had Ramsey, which made AJ Green their guy. Um, Max Williams also scored a touchdown, which was nice yeah. to see. Uh, Christian Kirk disappeared. So I hate him. I can no longer stand him. I've always wanted to drop the other hat on uh, on Christian Kirk, and now I'm glad that I have an excuse to, which means they'll catch three touchdowns next week. But um, as far as Rams go, you said it. Gerald Henderson just 90% of the snaps, and Sonny Michelle had like seven snaps. So. Uh, it was all going to Henderson. He is their only back. Love that. Starting to get worried about Robert Woods because, yes, he scored a touchdown, but that was absolute garbage time. That was at the very end of the game. Did not matter. Nobody cared about covering him. Uh, Van Jefferson seems to be like he might be taking over that number two role, at least as far as production goes. I know Woods still leading in snaps, but Jefferson is just coming along and playing better and just has more of a rapport with uh, Matt Safford right now. So it uh, looks like that's going to be the way it goes. And in the end, it doesn't matter when Cup's getting 13 targets. I don't only caught like five or six of them, but when he's getting that kind of target share, it's it's going to be tough for multiple guys to, to thrive in that kind of offense. Seattle at San Francisco. Uh, Seahawks go in, win 28-21. Russell Wilson, another Russell Wilson game. Uh, throws for 149 and two scores. Alex Collins basically outplays Chris Carson. That was my biggest takeaway from the Seattle side of things. <laughs> On the Niners side, Jimmy G hurt, out for a couple weeks. Trey Lance comes in. Looked okay. Had some rookie moments, but had some good moments for sure. And Debo Samuel, he hinted at earlier, beasting out. Just an absolute monster. And who that, that blown coverage on the touchdown, that guy should be fired. Right. Yeah. Look, uh, Debo is the absolute man. And I've said this since he was at South Carolina. I love watching him there. And it is a joy to watch him in the NFL with some bad quarterbacks, too. Uh, winning, uh, you know, winning some battles and um, just it unstoppable so far this year Debo has been um and Sermon looked good too you know this Seattle defense is rough so uh I'm actually surprised at the outcome of this game because it's not you look at the stats not like the Seahawks blew anybody away you know it's not like oh they were running all over him or passing all over him uh Russell Wilson like you said uh of 149 yards and two touchdowns you only threw 23 passes you, you did talk about how Alex Collins outran Chris Carson. Chris Carson, they said, uh, has just been banged up the whole year. So uh, they play on short rest this week, too. Thursday night football against the Rams. So Alex Collins might be involved. We just saw the Cardinals run on the Rams. I don't know if it's going to happen two weeks in a row, 
but he could be an interesting waiver wire ad. Uh, Metcalf was the guy this week. We know Lockett was a little banged up. Um, so not much to take away from Seattle, but uh, yeah, the Niners sermon looked good. I hope Eli Mitchell's back. I still think he's the better uh, running back, but got to be on the field. And uh, Debo's amazing, and you can't trust anybody else. Brandon Ayuk, another stinker, one for fifteen. He's cuttable. And Kittle's frustrating. You're not cutting Kittle, but it's frustrating watching that uh, that situation play. Dude, out. Dude, Welsh said that too, and he's a huge Niners fan and watches his team every week. He said uh, George Kittle's league average. That was yeah, what his comment that, was. Basically, like I, right now, Dalton Schultz is making George Kittle look like poo poo. Yeah, so it's not good. Ravens at the the Broncos. Ravens went twenty three to seven. Uh, Lamar for over 316. Lat Murray became the lead back this week in pretty dominant fashion, actually. Uh, Hollywood Brown, big game, four for 91 in the score. Good bounce back spot there. And then on the Broncos side, Teddy B leaves hurt. Drew Locke comes in, does Drew Locke things. Other than that, um, you know, Noah <laughs> Font was the main guy there. It's kind of a, a disappointing Broncos game when the Ravens just did their thing. Yeah, I didn't know we were going to be down eight Broncos starters, uh, and we were. So, and then. It ended up being that with uh, Teddy B going down too. So just not a great overall game for Denver. And once again, not like Lamar came in and uh, or Baltimore came in and did a ton. Um, Mar- Marquise Brown caught the ball, which was yep. nice of him this week. So, uh, and look, this is what I've said about, about Marquise Brown. And he's going to be frustrating, right? Be, and he's never going to be a guy that gets 11 catches, but no. He just he snaps off routes so fast, and, and he's in the NFL now. And Lamar kind of has seen him for a little bit, so he knows when to anticipate it. He should have had three touchdowns last week. He got this one this week. Uh, they're just he's a big play dude. Yep. So uh, he's you're gonna, the new Deshaun Jackson, right? You're gonna want him, uh, you know, as a swing in a lot of DFS contests. I do like taking yep. him. Uh, Latavius, I guess, is their guy. But Lev got in this game and. I don't know why Tyson Williams was inactive. He seemed to me to be the most explosive back on this team, and that's frustrating. But, um, you know, it was all Lamar passing this game. Uh, Prochet got involved. Andrews got involved. uh, But they didn't have to do a lot to beat Denver, who was already hampered. Green Bay lets uh, the Steelers come into town. They went 27-17. Aaron Rodgers doing Aaron Rodgers things. Throws for 248 and two scores. A.J. Dillon with 15 carries and Aaron Jones with 15 carries. I think that's because Green Bay was in control in the second yeah. half. That's what we saw that. Devontae Adams, 6 for 64. Randall Cobb got some with no MVS in the game, so don't get too excited there either. And then um, Deontay Johnson, just play him every single week. I mean, I'll say this for Randall Cobb. You know, MVS did have to go on IR, so he's down uh, so for three weeks, weeks minimum. Right, so Cobb might be stepping up while he's out. I thought it was going to be Lazard. It was not. Um you know, it, like you said, AJ Dillon ran so well because it was just the end of the game and tired defense, and he was hammering them. I mean, he's he's a hammer anyway. He's built like for you, that role. You give that dude the ball in the fourth quarter against a yep. tired defense when he's got fresh legs, and he is going to make him look bad. And five point four yards per carry uh, said so. Um, look, Najee Harris at least is um, specifically in PPR a start every single week because he's going to get you a touchdown in receptions every single week. You know, I know the prop was set at four and a half and the the juice was down. I think it was like minus 160 or minus 180 or something. Don't care. Take it every week. Yeah. You know, they're, they're doing long handoffs and those are short dump passes. So uh, for Najee. So we like that. Uh, ben is terrible. He missed Juju wide open twice. Um, it's, it's about time for him to hang him up. And, and but 
he's going to start until, uh, you know, uh, I think until he retires after this year yeah. or gets hurt, which yeah, they're not going to bench him. He like, I think he's going to get hurt before he gets benched. And I do think he's going to get hurt because he is taking some shots um, behind this terrible offensive line. Like you said, Deontay's a dude. Um, not can't really trust anybody else outside of Najee and Deontay, though, on this yep. offense. All right, Sunday night football. We were all waiting for it. And to me, this was a massive dud. Tampa yeah. Bay wins 1917. They get the job done. They're gonna say all the right things and say they're happy, but Brady looked bad. They can blame it on the weather, whatever they want to. He looked bad. Uh Fournette looked great on the ground. Evans seven for seventy-five, Brown seven for sixty-three. Um on, on the Patriots side, Mac Jones looked pretty good. I'll give him that much. Three for two seventy-five and two scores. Um, Jacoby Myers had a big game. Other than that, it was a, a disappointing game, I guess, in the end. The score doesn't say it, but Bill Belichick wins. Yeah. Now, uh, I guess he wins because, you know, uh, everyone expected this, us included, to be just a drubbing um, uh, in this game. Didn't happen that way. But I think I think Brady uh, and the Bucks went a little too, too chess matchy because they said, all right, we're going to beat you with Leonard Fournette. And they did. I mean, Leonard Fournette had 20 carries and three catches, so he had 23 touches and ran all over the place, 91 and, and 47. So talk all that smack you want, Bubba. I have always been a Leonard Fournette you have believer. Been. You have and, been. And, and I think they need to give the ball to him more. Uh, Ronald Jones came in and got a garbage touchdown, but it was way, way more Leonard Fournette. This is with Geo out, right? Yeah, so that's a big uh, thing to keep in mind. Geo yes. can come back uh, fairly soon. Um, Evans looked good. Uh, I know everyone was worried about Evans in the offseason. He's not the guy that's going to be missing here. AB looked good, uh, and Godwin was okay as well. This is all with Gronk down. So, um, you know, uh, Gronk is a big piece for uh, Brady, too. So uh, that impacted a little bit. But, yeah, I was also surprised how close this game played and disappointed we didn't get more out of it. Yeah, very big disappointment. What was not disappointing was the fact that Lightning post delayed our Monday night football game, and the mascot for the home team is a lightning bolt. So go put that <laughs> one together. You can't make this stuff up. It's like a Hollywood story in L.A. But the Chargers win 28-14. It sounded like a Raiders home game. I'll tell you that much. That was bomb. Did you see the the intros when they were booing the Chargers on the way out? Yeah, dude. I oh, mean, my God. L.A. was there first. That oh, is, I I, I yeah, that I, is Raider I Nation. I get yeah. it all. I was just like, wow, that's a rough one. But uh, Derek Carr didn't even throw for 200, two touchdowns, a pick. Uh, Jacobs only 40 on the ground. He did get the start at least. Uh, Renfro found the end zone on six catches. Herbert was efficient and good. Eckler had a monster, monster game. And Jared Cook, revenge narrative, took over in a big way. Yeah, look, Eckler kind of hobbled in the first drive. This is kind of what you worry about with Eckler because yeah. he is, you know, they did the whole Teeny pound tiny. for pound, all that stuff. He's small, dude. And yeah. it's tough for a small guy to take the hits with 20 touches a game like he's getting at 18 in this game when he left after the first drive, uh, you know, uh, getting a little bit banged up. But, yeah, I mean, Keenan Allen, another 11 targets, right? Um, Mike Williams came, but this is the Mike Williams I know. Four targets, one catch, 11 yards, right? On his uh, birthday, got shut down. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jared Cook did it for him. Eckler scored a touchdown. Parham scored a touchdown. Just, you know, Parham 6'8", just that red zone target and all that stuff. I asked this question because it happened, and it happened on the first two drives, but I was like, 
are the Chargers required to run a wide receiver reverse on every single drive? Because they did it in the opener with Guyton, and it didn't work. Then they did it, and it did work, and they never went back to it, which was funny to me. But, yeah, look, uh, the Raiders just got beat by the Chargers defense, specifically Bosa. I mean, Bosa was yeah. all over. He was wearing out Derek Carr uh, tonight. I think he only got the one sack but uh, he was in the backfield a ton. So uh, good to see that uh, from the defense. And, you know, Raiders look a little more normal. Um, the, you know, Waller got in the end zone. Renfro got in the end zone. As to be expected. By the way, best play of the game for the Raiders. Did you see the fake punt that the Chargers went for? And uh, he had it caught. Renfro blew that ball out. Oh, man, yeah, that was so a good. great tackle. So Guy can do it all. Scrappy gym rat. That's what he is. But uh, glad to see Josh Jacobs get back there uh, as well. Although not the best, but still, you know, a little gimpy until I had 18 touches. So we'd like to see that. Yep. Like to see that. So we'll see where that goes. The Raiders didn't look three and oh good, but they still look better than I thought. So I'll give them that much. They, they almost made the comeback there at one point in time. All right. That wraps up the 15 game week for review before we get to the fa- uh, waiver wire pickups for the week. Remind you guys, you can check out Lionstar on the YouTube at Lionstar YouTube channel. If you'd like to watch us instead of just listen to us through your earphones, go check that out on the Lionstar YouTube channel. Subscribe, give you a thumbs up, and let us know how that's going there. Leave a comment in the comment section. Also, if you just like to listen to us, go to iTunes, leave a rate and review for the pre-snap podcast. It would mean a ton to us as well. It would really help us out. All right, Bogman, looking at the quarterback position, uh, Yahoo, I'm looking at guys 50% and below. The two guys that still stand out to me, Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones, just sitting there way too low rostered from there. Absolutely. Sam Darnold, at, you know, when I looked the other day, it was 37%. It's 38% now. And right. uh, Jones is 31. So, yeah, way too low. So they both only gone up 1%. Yeah. And they both play in favorable matchups. Philly for Darnold uh, this week at Dallas for Danny Dimes. You know, not that uh, it's good to go up against Dallas defense, but they should be losing and passing a lot. For Danny so and running a lot for him he just runs so much so yeah I like both of those options I think you can throw in Mac Jones against Houston because Houston's fair. defense is horrific and um Trey Lance against Arizona you know Trey Lance is going to do it with his wheels so if Jimmy G shouldn't be able to go I know that they said a couple weeks initially and then they said uh, no no it's not that bad he might be back this week I don't know seems like he's not going to play but uh I, I would be on, on Trey Lance as well at the running back position, you got like if you believe in PPR gold, it could be JD McKissick at 39. Seems like a bit risky, but he's he's in play there. Other than that, uh, you got Kenneth Gainwell at 29. Might be worth throwing a little bit out there for and seeing how that one plays out for now. But anybody else standing out for you below uh, 50%? Well, Damian Williams, if we find out that sure. this knee, knee injury for uh, Montgomery is rough. Also, Samaje P. Ryan, as uh, Joe Mixon's going to miss, it sounds like he's going to be week to week. So, at least one week should be on your uh, wire list as well. Um, Latavius Murray was still under 50% the other day. Uh, and I guess he's just going to be their guy. Uh, it could be Lev Bell at some point, too. I don't know. But, you know, you bring in Lev Bell, you activate him up off the squad, you know, he's not going to play uh, special teams and you give him four carries. So, what was the point? I don't really get it. But, um, yeah. Uh, those are the guys I'd be interested in. Uh, and, you know, deep, deep leagues, you could throw a dart at Bolden or Rodney Smith or somebody. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Bolden because he seemed to be the passing guy. He's our little, little uh, John, not Jonathan Taylor. Um, I just totally James White. Out. James White. Yes. Yeah. Different Wisconsin uh, running back. Right. I mean, they didn't run the ball at all. Yep. I, I think Damian Harris had six carries for negative yards or something. It was pathetic, their run effort. So it was they interesting. Just, they completely abandoned it and still almost won. Yep. 
crazy stuff. Wide receiver position, 50% and below. It's pretty low. Tim Patrick's still there. We didn't have the biggest week, but Curtis Samuel is definitely a guy. Darnell Mooney, if it's Fields, like we talked about. There's a lot down here, though, if you really want There's to get so much. Yeah, uh, like Hunter Renfro still here. You got AJ Green. I'm a believer in AJ Green. Just saying you, it. You do. Uh, I think AJ yeah. Green, probably the best guy that you said so far. Jamison Crowder, also 20, yep. 21% somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, Cleef Raymond's put two weeks together that are pretty good for PPR leagues for Detroit. Mm-hmm. So uh, he would be in play. Van Jefferson. I was like, he's 5% right now. 5%. Yeah. And he's That's like the, he's the wide receiver, up. too, in that offense. That's got to come up. And they play Seattle, whose secondary sucks yep, on Thursday. Uh, on Thursday. So uh, that could be a good one. And like you said, Kadarius Tony at 3%, if Shepard and Slayton are going to miss again, uh, became pretty heavily involved. So uh, yeah. that's what I like there. Yeah, definitely something to keep an eye on. And, and then I will say it's 58%, so it's kind of cheating. But Emmanuel Sanders should be rostered a lot more. People Way more. A lot more. Way so get, more. Yeah. Get it on that one. All right, tight end position below 50%. And it's kind of a crapshoot, but you got New England facing a tight end sieve, so Johnny Smith could have a game. But Dawson Knox is still below 50%. Um, Hunter Henry, the same vein as Johnny Smith, but Schultz is still only 34%. Guys, that's your guy. Just go get him, please. Schultz is a good one. I think Uzama, uh, getting involved is nice. Uh, he was starting to become a red zone target, uh, for Burrow. And I know they had a chase, so it's not going to be every week, but uh, deeper league, you can look at Uzama as well. And Max Williams, uh, you know, caught a touchdown touchdown here too. He's very touchdown dependent, though. I'll say that much. I looked into it more, much more. I think most. Most tight ends are touchdown dependent, Fair. but but uh, him and I think Max Williams too. You know, same deal. Uh, touchdown dependent, they're going to get the looks though. Another one, if you're in PPR though, I'd say Tyler Conklin. I, I was wondering, and each week now he keeps getting better. But even in only seven points, I think he had six targets and four catches or something this past week. Four, so he's he's getting a roll with the with the Vikings. So I'll I mean, I drop one. him as soon as you know. Uh, as soon as he becomes great, then I go to pick him up and he sucks. So uh, yeah, that is, I will see Tyler Conklin to you for the rest of the season. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. But all right, that'll wrap up the waiver wire portion of the podcast. I'd wrap up the week four preview. Any final thoughts, Bogman, as we head into another week of football action? No, it's going to be another fun one. Excited to see what comes down. Who would be your pick for MVP right now? Is it still Murray? I think after that win in, in uh, L.A., I, I got Kyler still. That's a big win, big, big win. That's a signature win that Cliff Kingsbury has been missing yep. for sure. So, uh, yeah, that was – I think I'm with you. I think it's got to be Kyler. Yeah, big stuff. But, hey, if Saquon keeps doing this, just, uh, mm. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you might be really starting to have to do some exercise. Those big three laps <laughs> are going to be tough, my friend, tough. Uh, Mr. Taking, like, with your fourth overall pick, that's – you're going to be doing some victory lapping. But – uh We'll continue to talk about that each and every week on multiple shows. We do three right. shows a week with you doing uh, the recap <laughs> show, the bets and picks show. They'll drop on Thursday this week and your DFS main shake show on Friday. So make sure you follow Bogman on Twitter at Bogman Sports, Linestar at Linestar and Linestar NFL and myself at BD Entry. But until next time, everybody, you guys have a good week. See ya. Thanks for listening to Pre-Snap Podcast presented by Linestar app. Please like, comment, subscribe, and rate for good karma in your fantasy football games.